and welcome to Question of the Week. This week, part of our summer series, it's an extended Question of the Week. Oh, firstly, I'm Ross Clennett. And the Question of the Week this week, what's the recruitment industry in Australia broadly getting right? Where are we doing well? And what needs to improve? Or what are the areas where there's still a long way to go? Let's start with the negative. Hello, Adele. I'm going to ask you to kick off with what's something you're disappointed about or underwhelmed about in terms of the Australian recruitment industry at the moment. Thanks very much, Ross. Yeah, I would have to say it's right in our home ground. It's around training and personal development. I think this needs a lot more structure, support. It needs to be more formal, as you and I both know and see every day in our training lives. Uh, People Mm. are still being trained by uh, follow this person, watch that person. They're learning by mistakes rather than setting a high standard for achievement. So training and personal development is one that I think we don't do very well still. Yeah, I think broadly I'd agree. There is a minority in the industry that I think are very committed to high standards in this area, but I suspect, I don't know, and I have no data to support it, that you're right, that there are still many, many recruitment businesses in Australia where it's all learning by trial and error. And don't get me wrong, there is a role for trial and error, but clearly it's much better and it's more profitable to actually have a structured development program because then people have a chance of uh, learning faster and not having to make mistakes to learn. Mm. Right. What other for areas me, do you see? Yeah. Well, I'm going to go macro here, Adele, and I've been around the recruitment industry in this country for 34 years, and it does disappoint me that effectively there are no buyers of large Australian recruitment businesses that are Australian. Because if Mm. you look at all the businesses that have been sold recently, they've been sold to overseas buyers, predominantly the buyers in Japan. So if you look at um, you know, recruit, you look at Will Group, you look at outsourcing, all of those businesses DFP. have been they've, like they've purchased DFP, key yeah. appointments, People Bank, Chandler McLeod, Clicks IT Recruitment, Bluefin, um, Horizon One. I mean, I could go on and on and on. So all if you of want to these sell businesses. your recruitment business, you're looking at an overseas buyer is what well, you're saying. You are predominantly. I mean, there really isn't. I mean, I'm struggling to think of any large business that's been bought by a local buyer. Probably the, the closest is when Richard Earl sold a chunk of talent to private equity in this country. But really, that's that's about it. Like I'm, I mean, I'm why does that make missing. you sad, Russ? Uh, well, it just means that, for example, the success of Morgan and Banks as an ASX listed business, it's highly unlikely that's ever going to happen again. Because Morgan and Banks was the very first recruitment business that was listed on the Australian Stock Exchange, and it went so well, it generated a lot of positive vibe about the industry. But sadly, many other businesses that were listed after that have not not just not replicated Morgan and Banks's success, but have actually been outright failures and have been bankrupt like Rubicor 
would be an example, management recruiters and so on. So it's just, I just think a little bit sad that that part of the industry is gone. And although overseas buyers have deep pockets and the people selling recruitment businesses, I'm sure don't really care. For me as an industry observer, it's something that I wish was different. Yeah, made in Australia tag might be long gone for our industry. <laughs> exactly. Another area that stands out to me as well and always has done is around having the two recruitment associations. So we have the RCSA and we have APSCO and we aren't a very big industry really as a whole. And so I feel like having the two associations is somewhat redundant. Whilst they both do great work and they somewhat do things in slightly different areas, there's a lot of crossover as well. And I feel like we would probably be better, stronger, perhaps more powerful if if resources were pooled and combined and we had one master association for the industry that everybody was members of. Yes, I, I completely agree with that. And that's no disrespect to either association, but I just think for your um, your point to be valid, it's true. Resources in an industry like ours, where only a minority of players are a member of either association, that we're diluting our resources to significantly. So I don't think that's going to change. But anyway, that's something that I completely agree with. Um, for me... We don't recruit our own people very well. Still, oh, don't Adele. tell anybody that. <laughs> no, it's like uh, accountants being late filing their own bass or the plumber with the leaky pipes. It's kind of like the yeah. recruitment industry. We're still pretty shit at recruiting our own people. And depending on what figure you believe, the turnover staff turnover in our industry something between about 35% and 50% every year. It hasn't really changed over the mm. whole time I've been in recruitment and I just think it gets down to the fact that recruiters don't understand the success competencies that underpin people who will be successful agency recruiters and they recruit people that they like and as I've said many times, Nothing wrong with recruiting people that you like, but if they start the job and they can't do the job or are unwilling to learn the skills or be coachable, then you're not going to like them for very long. And that's something that I'm sure you see up close as well, Adele. Yeah, I do agree with that one for sure. And it certainly um, makes it hard to, you know, kind of cement our position as a profession, as a professional services industry when we have such high turnover. Um, there's one final one that stands out for me, Ross, and it's a bit of a soapbox moment uh, for me overarchingly in my career. I have always um, spoke about this very um, openly. I still do. It's something I would really like to champion perhaps through our industry, but I'd like to see an update to terms and conditions overall that are particularly outdated in our industry. And one in particular that bothers me is the recruitment guarantee. I really think that as as a service-based, professional services-based industry, we are crazy to have a recruitment guarantee 
guaranteeing essentially what should be our service and what ends up being is the outcome of our client's decision. Hmm, I just okay, think explain it's ludicrous. That, explain. Yeah. Why do you think it's ludicrous? Oh, I, I, no other industry does it, you know, and this is what I say to people when I'm talking about it, you know, it's the equivalent of your lawyer saying if you're happy with the outcome, you know, then pay the fee or it's the equivalent of your accountant charging you based on the return that they get each year, you know, it's not about the outcome, it's about the service you're paying for. So people are paying for a, a service from us to find and source great candidates, bring them to the table, negotiate them to the to the to the position. We're not guaranteeing that they're going to stay in the job. We're not guaranteeing that they're going to have a great onboarding and training experience. Yeah. We can't do that. And yet that's what we end up doing with that recruitment guarantee. That's so right. I would exactly love to see that one you know gone or updated in some way we shouldn't as an industry be guaranteeing candidate placements in my opinion yeah it's it's something over which we have no agency uh, we do not make the hiring decision the client does we do not induct the candidate as they're starting a permanent job the client does and obviously the day-to-day -day direction and leadership of that candidate is the hiring manager's responsibility and yet we are guaranteeing effectively guaranteeing all of those things are going to go well and that is something I completely agree with you about Adele it is a 20th century uh, anachronism and we need to change it. Mm. Well, let's turn to the positive, though, Ross. We've got we've, we've ripped through the industry with our um, with our uh, areas that need improvement. But what are the things that the recruitment industry is getting right? What are we doing well in our industry? Well, I think broadly we're meeting our clients' needs, and what's the evidence for that? The growth of the recruitment industry. The recruitment industry is still growing. You see uh, new agencies opening up every day. And despite the competition that the recruitment industry has from uh, recruitment tech and from internal recruitment teams, our industry is still growing. So clearly, the end user client, the hiring manager, is voting with her or his wallet and they are engaging recruitment agencies and they are paying recruitment agency fees and margins because we're fulfilling a service, a valuable service, a service that they're not getting to the same degree from uh, rec tech vendors or from their own internal recruitment team. And that's something that I think is overlooked in our industry. There are a lot of uh, critics, mainly from the rec tech space, about our industry. But ultimately, if we were doing a crap job, our clients would not be using us. They would be using alternatives. They are not using alternatives at the same rate that they're choosing to continue to use recruitment agencies and staffing businesses. So I think that's a very big plus. Fair point. Yeah, I agree with that one. You mentioned rec tech in there. I actually think that as an industry, that's something we also do really well is we actually adopt the use of technology really quickly. We are early adopters of anything new. We like to try things out. We try to find those efficiencies in the way that we mm. do business um, every day in, in you know, all different size businesses. So I think as an industry, um, using technology, making the best use of it is something that we do really well. We explore things really quickly and get onto things quickly and use it to our best advantage to try and make the job as efficient as we possibly yeah. can. I think that's a real strength. Agree. And I think that's a factor 
of the recruitment industry generally, and I do say generally, being a young person's industry. So you have people who are entering the industry and who are the majority of the industry that have been brought up on tech. And so they want tech in their job. They're seeking out how to use tech to make their job easier. And by and large, that's driving significant tech adoption within the recruitment industry. And that that actually segues in, into my next point, which is, I think, the calibre of people joining the industry and starting recruitment agencies continues to be high. I mean, most of the individual clients that I work with are aged between 25 and 40, and they are people who have started a recruitment agency sometime in the last five years. And without exception, these are impressive people. These are people who are ethical, they want to do the right thing, they want to look after their people, they want to deliver great service to their clients, they want to be great with candidates, and so I'm very encouraged by the continued, because I, I think generally the standard's been very good in our industry, so I would say the continued high standard of people who are leading the growth of the recruitment industry into the next decade. Mm, I definitely see that as well. I see that it's definitely on the up. I see that in a in an upward trend in terms of the calibre and, and quality of people in our industry for sure is definitely growing. And I think that also then feeds into another point I would make around um, diversity uh, in our industry, which has definitely improved. I think this mm. one probably still needs to improve and most people who've listened to this podcast through the year will know how I feel about that, that we definitely need to improve diversity overall. But I do see it heading in the right direction. I do see an improvement overarchingly in our industry around the, the quality but also the, the different types of people in our industry and I'm specifically I guess referring to ethnic diversity and and female leadership what do you think on that side Ross? I'd, I'd agree definitely my rookie program I run three times a year and typically these are people who are between the ages of 22 and 26 who are entering the recruitment industry and I would have said before about 2016-2017 it would have been 80 to 90 percent Anglo names who were participants, and I would guess, I'd be very confident to say that it's more like 50-50, maybe, maybe even a majority of names mm. are non-Anglo names now in the rookie program. So to me, that's very encouraging. Also looking at the owners, again, the individual owners that I work with, uh, more are women, uh, more, again, people with non-Anglo names, which is encouraging. And, of course, the RCSA. We've just had Penny O'Reilly being elected as the president of the board, and she succeeded Nina Mapson-Bone, who succeeded Sinead Hurrigan. And prior to Sinead, it was men, men, mm. men, men. Mm. And the RCSA national board is five men and five women. So there is definitely um, a big improvement, certainly plenty more that we can do, mm -hmm. absolutely, but I'm encouraged 
or how much progress we have made in the last five or six years? What do you think? Yeah, I think it, when I started in the industry, you know, the RCSA board was a lot of old white men, excuse uh, no disrespect to <laughs> those um, elder statesmen that were on the board when I joined a long time ago. But um, yeah, I, I think you, you see the diversity in those kind of leadership positions is inspiring for anybody in the industry and seeing more people of different ethnic backgrounds just makes us stronger, makes us relevant to our client base, relevant to our candidate base. So mm. it's moving with the way the whole of our society is moving and I think that's exciting and we need to keep working on, on you know, moving the dial in our own industry so that we can influence our clients in that capacity as well. But, yeah, I'm excited to see that. Uh, I see a lot less uh, English, Irish um, you know, expats being flown out and, and sponsored out here. Again, no disrespect to those hardworking individuals in our industry, but, you know, that used to be really the only source of, of new people mm. coming in. Every second person you met in recruitment um, had an English or an Irish accent, and that's not common nowadays. It's not as common as it used to be. And speaking of accents, that's a really good point because it's not only people with non-Anglo names, but it's people who have, let's call it, English as a second language accent. Mm. So these are people typically who have not been brought up in a family environment where English has been spoken or they have not gone to primary school in Australia. So again, I'm very encouraged by people with a, shall we say, strong accent. I mean, that's ridiculous because, of course, <laughs> multilingual. Yes, <laughs> multilingual. People whose accent previously I'm... 98% certain would have precluded them from receiving an offer from a recruitment agency are now people who are working as recruiters. So that, to me, again, in the last five to six years has been a very encouraging development. And I can tell you through my program, not just working as recruiters, but uh, working very successfully as recruiters as well. So Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's it's good see to that. see. Um, okay. What about a final one to take us out, Adele? What's something you can leave us with that you're feeling good about in terms of the recruitment industry as we head into 2024? One I'm really proud of, Ross, is around collaboration in our industry. I think that's something that we have moved the dial hugely on. Again, I think back to my early days of joining the recruitment industry and, you know, you were discouraged or you never wanted to go to any events for fear of being poached or you wouldn't talk to a competitor. If you saw another recruiter in the street, you never made eye contact, you know. There was sort of a, a real... Um, very highly competitive and, and underhanded, undercover kind of element to our industry, which is gone. I, I really don't see that at all in our industry anymore. I feel like we collaborate as an industry. I see agencies um, working together. I see them sharing clients, sharing information, um, attending events and collaborating um, across the industry, agencies and, and suppliers alike. I think that's a really positive element to our industry that's changed dramatically. Yes, yes. And, you know, Leslie at APSCO, Charles at the RCSA, um, they're, they're people that can take quite a bit of credit for this because I know in terms of their individual focus, this is something that they're very keen on and that has spread. And it's we are stronger together. Mm. And, I mean, even just you and I, Adele, like at a surface level, we're competitors, but we're not really competitors, although we provide similar services, not exactly the same, but I regard 
us as stronger together in terms of producing a podcast that with our combined experience and viewpoints adds more value compared to you doing one by yourself or me doing one by myself. Absolutely. I hope our listeners would agree with that too, those of you that are enjoying it. I hope you're um, seeing the value in in a collaboration like the one that Ross and I have created. But yeah, there's lot, lots of examples like that. And that's really encouraging to me as a industry professional. And I think that's um, kind of a reason why I would join an industry like ours, because what an exciting way to work with people across the industry. You know, you don't need to see them as competitors, you can see them mm. as collaborators. Yeah. Agree. Well, I'm sure we've missed plenty of things that other people feel strongly about. So please get in contact with us. The easiest way is on LinkedIn. Let us know. Did we miss something that you feel strongly about that the industry is doing well or not doing well? We would love to hear your opinion. Adele, thanks. I really enjoyed today's conversation. Good chat. Thanks, Russ.